This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, to be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. In our last shiur on Tefillin, I mentioned a discussion about Tefillin on the day of a bris milah. The custom is, based on a Mishnabura in Simen Chafei, Sifkat Nunhei, that you don't take your Tefillin until after the bris. And the reason is, because Mila is a, an os, Tefillin is an os, so it's proper to do the Mila when you have the os and Tefillin on you. Many people have asked the question, and I raised this question last time. On Shabbos, the custom, of course, is not to put on tefillin. And the reason is, because Shabbos is an os, and to have another os, the os of tefillin, would be improper. Some people actually say, based on the Shulchan Aruch Arachayim in Simon Lamed Aleph, that Shabbos and Yantif, the reason it's usher to put on tefillin is because since Shabbos and Yom Tov themselves are os, if you would add another os, it would be a type of a zilzil for that os. So you only have one os on Shabbos. So why is it that on the day of a bris we say you should put on tefillin to have two osos? So I, some people have written to me as I asked and gave an answer that's rather well known. On Shabbos, a person has two otot. A person who, who is nimol always has an ot. We've discussed that the mitzvah of bris milah is not just to do the action of bris milah, but the person is mahul, that's an os itself, the very fact that he's mahul. So, on Shabbos, we have two osos. A bris, we're talking about doing the bris to the RL. The person who wears the tefillin has a, has tefillin. The RL right now is going to enter the bris. So it's proper to have two osos. And we always have two osos. I wrote back to more than one person that according to that, would it make sense that a person who is an RL, but for a good purpose, a good purpose, let's say it's impossible for him to have a bris. The case of the Gemara is Mesu Echav Machmas Mila, a person who has some sort of a blood disease. Today we probably treat this as hemophilia, that two of his brothers had a bris and both tragically passed away. So the third brother does not have a bris, but he is an Ariel. What are the ramifications of his being an Ariel? That would be dependent upon a certain machlokas rishonim. But the ba- the very fact he's an Ariel. So according to that, according to the line of reasoning that we suggested, an Ariel shemesu echemach masmila. I actually knew one Ariel who 
I, when I visited Russia in 1999, I don't remember exactly what year it was right now, but I visited Russia and I met an adult who was about Shuva and he told me that he really wanted a bris, but at that time his wife had served papers that he was not allowed to leave Russia and there was no Moel who would be willing to mal an adult in Russia at the time. So he was actually an Ariel. Would this Ariel have to put on tefillin on, on Shabbos? If we said the reason you don't put on tefillin on Shabbos is because it's an Os, and there are two Osos, so it would make sense that you should put on tefillin on Shabbos. The this question was actually raised by a sefer called Machze Avram. And the Machze Avram actually did say this, that a person who is an Ariel, in the case of Mesu Echav Machmas Mila, would have to put on Tefillin Shabbos. It seems an amazing Kiddush. Rabbi Sternbach, in his Sefer, Tshuvas uh, Vanagas, quotes the Sefer Machze Avram, Machze, Machze Avram, at the end, he adds two words, Vu Pele. It's an amazing uh, shita. But the custom, of course, in Eretz Yisrael is that the Sandak wears tefillin at the time of the bris. In the Sefer called Minag Yisrael Torah, they actually bring customs that the Moel himself wore tefillin. Today, I don't recall ever seeing a case were them well worth filling. And my assumption is that it might, if it would in any way possibly interfere with the bris, obviously he should not wear tefillin. But the custom is that the sandak and the aviha ben both wear tefillin at the bris. My uh, understanding um, upon what I see, the customs in Israel, is that even when the bris is immediately after davening, most people do take off their tefillin before the bris, just the aviha ben and the sandak do generally keep their tefillin on. Another issue that I'd like to raise today is the idea of when you, how do you put on your tefillin? The general custom, and this is the way I was tra- trained as a child, is you put on your tefillin shalyad, you wrap it around your arm seven times, but you don't make the krichos around your finger. You just leave it on your palm of your hand, and then you put on your tefillin shalrash, and after you put on your tefillin shalrash, then you do those krichos al hayat. The Rav, in Rav Shechter's Sefer, Nefesh HaRav, is quoted as doing it differently. In Nefesh HaRav, on page Kufhei, it says, that he put on the Tfilm Shoyad, right away, he did the krichos on his finger before he put on tefillin shel rush because he thought there are some Rishonim who think 
that the krichos on the finger are actually part and parcel of the mitzvah of tefillin shalyat. And you shouldn't put on your tefillin shal rush without the tefillin shalyat. The Rav Shechter quotes that this is the minig of the Mishnos Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Karliner, and it's the minig of, of Lubavitch as quoted in the Sefer Ashkafta of the Rebbe. Ashkafta of the Rebbe is a very interesting Sefer written by a Rav Rifkin, who was a Rosh Hashiv in Tarvadas. He was also a Lubavitcher Chassid, who was present at the Ptira of the Rebbe Rashab. He was as acted as the Shamish together with others, uh, for notably Rabbi Yaakov Landau, the, who became the Rav of Bnei Brak. They were attendants to the Rebbe in his, in his last days of his life. And he wrote this very interesting sefer, Ashkaf the Rebbe, where he wrote the Minhagim, how he saw the Rebbe deport himself during that week, and sometimes he expanded to explain the Bavitcher Minhagim in the footnotes. This was the Minig of Lubavitch, to put on the Krichos before they put on the Tfilm Shell Rush. Interestingly enough, my father's father was a real Lubavitcher Chassid, and some of the customs that my father taught me were Lubavitcher customs based on what his father taught him. For example, I only make one bracha on my Tfilm, like which is Lubavitcher custom. But my father never told me not to do the Krichos until... I finished putting on, uh, the, not to do the Krichos before I put on Tefillin Shalrash, even though that, apparently that's Lubavitcher Minig as well. The, the Rav Shechter writes here how one time there was a person who saw the Rav put on Tefillin and he was a little shocked because he saw the Rav put on the Krichos before he put on Tefillin Shalrash. So he asked the Rav and the Rav said, oh, I forgot. It's interesting that the Rav did not want to explain his particular custom, this Machlok is Rishonim, etc. He just felt it would be better to mention that his custom was to forget. That, he's, he, that he forgot and he, it wasn't as necessary as personal custom. In Rabbi Steinbuch's book, um, when the, uh, this book of I really think also it's just a very interesting maybe coincidence <coughs> maybe not coincidence that Rav Sternbuch very often <coughs> relates to customs that are mentioned in Rav Shechter's Farim as well as other customs that are mentioned of the Rav that are mentioned in certain other Farim. But in Chelek Dalid of the Tshuvas uh, Vinhagas, Simon Yud, Rabbi Steinbuch, does raise this question, and he refers to another place that he wrote about the custom of Reb Chaim to put on the entire Tfilm Shal Rush, including the Krichas Halo Etzba, before he put on the Tfilm Shal Rush. And Rav Steinbuch quotes here an opinion of the Ramak, Rav Moshe Kordaviro, one of the great Mekubalim. Rav Moshe Kordaviro, of course, is the Mekubal who lived in Tzvat. According to tradition, he passed away before the Ari, and the Ari was maspid him
at the funeral. According to a version that I read, the Rav, the Ari said that he testified that Rav Moshe Kordoviro was a person who died without ever having done an Avera in his entire life. In the Sefer of Rav Moshe Kordoviro, he explained the minig that we generally follow of putting on the krichos only after we put on the Tfilm Shalrosh, based on a, Kabbal, a, a Kabbalah reason. The Kabbalah reason, I'm afraid there might be some listeners who are below the age of 40, so I really can't explain it all. Well, the truth is I don't even understand it that well. Maybe I'm not 40. But the, he explains that the Tfilm Shalyad really should be put on, according to Kabbalah, before the Krichos, then you should put on the Tefillin Shal Rosh, and then put on the Tefillin Shal Yad. Rav Sternbuch quotes the entire chapter from the uh, from Rav Moshe Kadaviro because he wanted to explain that there is a basis in Kabbalah for the for the custom that most people have, even though Rav Sternbuch adds, according to strict halacha it would actually seem that the halacha is in accordance with the opinion of the Mishkanos Yaakov based on the Rambam. And that apparently is the custom of Reb Chaim and Rav Salavechik. But the Minig Yisrael has some sort of a basis in the writings of the Ari. Of course, I meant the Ramak, the basis of the custom of, Yis- of Am Yisrael to put the Krichos only after you put the Tefillin Shalrosh is based on, I don't know if it's based, but it's substantiated by this statement of the Ramak. Another custom I'd like to discuss today is based on a story that Rav Shechter related, not in the books he wrote about the Minhagim of the Rav, perhaps it's there also, but in the Sefer of Rav Shechter is called Bikvei Hatzam. Let's learn the background first. The question was, in a case where a person has trouble putting on tefillin, can someone else put on tefillin for him? And specifically, can a woman put on tefillin for him? Rav Shechter begins the discussion by quoting a Gemara in Avodazara that the Gemara tells a story about a woman who was married to a Tamad Chacham, and she put on tefillin on his hand. Now you see from here that even though a woman is not involved in the midst of tefillin, and she definitely cannot write tefillin, she's not considered a Bar and therefore she's not a Basque Siva, but however, she could put on tefillin, because putting on the tefillin, putting on tefillin on a man, of course, because putting the tefillin is a kiyuma mitzvah, but it's not preparing the cheftzah mitzvah. We never heard uh, that a woman could not do the maisa mitzvah. She cannot prepare the the cheftzah of the mitzvah. Of course, uh, I'm not going to go into the opinion of Rabbi Utam and Tosus and Gitten, which uh, explains that a woman cannot do other preparations of a mitzvah, not only writing tefillin. But 
Rav Shachter quotes the Ragachavar, who said that that Gemara that said a woman can put on tefillin for a person is based on the assumption that women are chayiv in tefillin. Tefillin, we have a general understanding that women are exempt from tefillin. But there are Tanoim who think that women are chayiv in tefillin. It's not a mitzvah says mangrama. And therefore, a woman would be considered a bakshira. So if that's true, she could even write tefillin, not just put them on. But since we paskin that tefillin is a mitzvah saseishas mangrama, and women are parted from tefillin, so the Raghachavah said the women cannot put them on either. But then Rav Shechter quotes a tshuva of the Maharam Shik in Arachayim Simitezvav. The Maharam Shik said that in a case where a person could not move his limbs, his daughter took care of him and she put a tefillin on his hand. The question that the Maharam Shik discussed was whether a person could make a bracha or not. And he quoted the Gemara Navadazara, which he did not interpret. He did not interpret the Gemara like the Ragachavar, but he said that Gemara shows that a woman could put on tefillin, and therefore her father could make the bracha. The Rav mentioned in Shir that one time he was ill and lying in bed, and he did not have the physical strength to put on tefillin. And his daughter put on tefillin for him. I once mentioned this to Tova Lichtenstein, and I asked her if she was the one put on tefillin. And if I remember correctly, she mentioned to me that that she told her father she didn't really know how to put on tefillin. What was interesting to me is that many years later, about uh, almost 13 years ago, I was in an intensive care unit in the hospital, and the nurse came over to me, a firm lady, and said to me that if I'd like, she could help me put on tefillin. But uh, she told me the same thing. She doesn't really know how to do it. And I would have to show her more or less what to do, but she would help me put on tefillin. So the Rav told his daughter to put on tefillin, but the Rav said he was had a suffix. Could he make the bracha laniach? And his argument to her, his train of thought was that the bracha of Lahaniach Tfilin might be made not on the Kiyom HaMitzvah, brisker terminology, not in the fact that you fulfilled the mitzvah, but in the Maisa HaMitzvah. Rav Shechter has a long article about Birchas HaMitzvah where he discusses the bracha in the Maisa HaMitzvah, the bracha in the Kiyom HaMitzvah. So here, Perhaps the bracha which should be made on the Maisa mitzvah. And since the Rav did not do the Maisa mitzvah, therefore he could not make the bracha laniach tefillin. And therefore, since he was unsure, he only made the bracha on the tefillin shal rush. Because, as we once explained in an earlier shiur, the bracha on the tefillin shal rush is certainly not on the Maisa mitzvah at all. If anything, it could be interpreted as the birchas hashavach. But, therefore, he paskin, the Rav paskin, that a woman could certainly put on tefillin for you. The only question would be whether she could make the bracha or not. Again, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, Rav Sternbuch 
has the same issue raised in one of his volumes. In Chelek Beis of Shuvas Vanagas, Simen Chafei, Rav Steinbuch raises the same issue. Is a woman kasher for Anachas Tefillin? His argument at the beginning is, perhaps it's a mitzvah shebegufa. Since the Torah says, Ukshartam, maybe he has to do it. And then he also quoted the opinion of Rabbeinu Tam, I'd mentioned Tosas and Gitten, that a woman cannot make tzitzis, she cannot prepare a lulav, therefore, perhaps she could not put on the tefillin either. Rav, Sh- Rav, Sh- Rav Steinbach quoted an opinion of the Agos Memonios, and he said that, according to Rabbi Nutam, you would have to explain that Gemara in Avodah that perhaps the woman helped him, but he ma- actually made the Kesher, or perhaps the woman cannot prepare the Heftel Shomitzvah, but she could tie it. So the Agos Amonius had a suffix in what the Rav assumed was certainly good, even according to Rabbi Nutam. Rav Steinbuch himself discusses the, the concept of tefillin, and he also distinguishes between the tefillin shayad and the tefillin shalrosh. The bottom line, he said, even if you would say that you do not fulfill the mitzvah of kshira, but nevertheless, you have the kiyomah mitzvah of having tefillin on you. He also thought that you should make the bracha. The same bracha, la niach tefillin, if someone else puts on tefillin. And Rav Steinbach summarizes the bottom line. It seems to me, according to my discussion, that if a man cannot tie tefillin by himself, it would be best to have someone, a man, do it for him, not to get involved in this whole issue. However, if there's no alternative, a woman could put on film for him. Maybe you don't fulfill the actual part of Kshira, but it would be best to do it that way. The last question that I want to discuss today about tefillin is putting on tefillin in case of Avelus Rahman al-Itzlai. Now we all know the Gemara says that an Avel does not put on tefillin. There's no doubt that if the first day of Avelus is the day when a person passes away, if on that day the burial is done, Yom HaMisa, which is Yom HaKvura, on the same day, then we certainly know you do not put on tefillin. Pe'ercha Chavosh Me'olecha. The question is, not on the first day, which is Yom HaMisa and Yom HaKvura. In both the cases of my parents, I did not lose the mitzvah of tefillin at all. My father passed away after I had Davin Shachris. My mother also Davin passed away after I had Davin Shachris. That day was the Misa and the Kvura. 
And we paskin that in the second day, you put on tefillin. Especially when the Yom HaMisa and Yom HaKvur are the first day. But in general, there's a sugya in Maseches Moikotin about when an other puts on tefillin. One opinion is that other for three, the first three days is not put on tefillin. Rabbi Yeshua says two days. On the second day, you do put on tefillin. Now, why does the Gemara say that three days and the third day you put on tefillin, two days and the second day you put on tefillin? Tosfa says this is because of Miktasayam Kekula. Basically, two days you do not put on tefillin, but the second day is Miktasayam Kekula. According to this, you really might argue that the Easter would not, the, the hatter of putting a tefillin, you'd have to wait for a certain amount of time of mixes the Yom Kikulo. For example, if a person would put a tefillin early in the morning, uh, even before Hanates, so then you might really argue that he can't put on tefillin. But the Rambam seems to say that the, the din of putting a tefillin the second day is not because of mixing Yom Kikulo, but because the Easter is only one day of Achlisa Kiyom Mar. According to that, you could put on tefillin right away in the morning. Now, in the Sefer of Shi'ure Harav, Hilchas Havelis, this Sefer was written by Harav El-Yakim Kenigsberg, based on notes and Shi'urim from Rav Salavechik. I happen to be in that shear generally when the Rav learned Hilchas Havelis. It was the year if I remember correctly, 1967, we had been learning Bava Basra that year. But during the year, the Rav's brother, Dr. Shmuel Salavechik, passed away. His, the Rav's mother, the Rebetzin Salavechik, passed away also. And later, the Rebetzin, the uh, wife of Moreno Harav, Yosef Dova Levi Salavechik also passed away. And the Rav was in a, in a state of triple Avelus. After Pesach, when the Rav came back to Yeshiva, he said to us that it was difficult for him to go back to learn Bava Basra, but he'd like to learn the Sugyas and Moit Cotton of Avelus. And at the end, he planned to write a Sefer of Ilchas Avelus dedicating it to the Nifteris. To the best of my knowledge, the Sefer was never written, but, as I said, Rav, Rav um, Joachim Konigsberg took, apparently, the notes and whatever other information he had about the Shiurim, as he explains the introduction, which has a, a Haskama, or a Michtav Bracha, to be more specific from Rav Shechter, who was also, of course, in that year. And the Rav has a whole discussion, they wrote a whole discussion about in Simen Chavdalit. And the Rav explained there that the Easter tefillin on the first day is an Easter, she- and he says as follows: Hein ha'avel aser banachas b'mitzvah tefillin ela b'chefsah tefillin. The Easter really is that an avel should not put in because it's a contradiction to tefillin. Tefillin is considered a peer, as Yecheskel is quoted: peercha chavosh me'alecha. The pe'er 
is the Tfilin Shal Rosh. And Ovel, who is in the phrase of the Gemara, Tosus quotes as follows, Humit Olel Be'afar, as if he's wallowing in the dust, it would not be considered a Pe'er. So therefore it's a contradiction to Tfilin. Now, what about Halacha Lemasa on the second day of of Avelis? I'm assuming the second day is not the day after the Misnikvura. But as happens in Chutzar, it's more often than than in Israel, but it happens in Israel as well. If a person passes away, let's say on a Monday, late in the afternoon, and they did not arrange the funeral until Monday night or Tuesday morning. So here you have a split between Yom Misa and Yom Kvura. So what do you do on Yom Kvura? Before the Kvura, of course, you don't put in tefillin because you, the person is an owning. But what do you do after the after the Kvura? It's not the first day of Avelus. It's not the Yom Misa Shu Yom Kvura. It's according to many opinions, Avelus Doraisa is only the first day if it's Yom HaMisa and Yom HaKvura. So I'll summarize the various opinions that are printed in a sefer called Pnei Baruch, a very uh, good compendium of the laws of Avelis, written by Harav uh, Chaim Binyamin Goldberg, who wrote other svarim as well. Very briefly, he says, an Avel is not allowed to wear tefillin on the first day. On the second day, he should not put them on until after Hanei If a person, the funeral was not on the day of the funeral, then he said, you do not put on tefillin the next day. The next day of the funeral, you don't put on tefillin. But some opinions say that you should put on tefillin. And in the footnotes, he explains the sources for the different customs. And there's a third custom of people who put them on without a bracha. Rav Goldberg quotes Reb Shlomo Zalman, who wrote that the Minig Yerushalayim is that you do not put on, that you put on film after the Kvur on the second day. Even though, he said, that's not the general accepted custom, many people put on tefillin besafek, bitsina, with a tnai that they do not make a bracha. So, it is a very complicated issue whether you should put on tefillin on the second day, if that second day is not Yom, is the, if the second day is Yom HaKvura. Here, I'd like to quote a statement made in a little sefer called Hanhagas Agrach. Hanhagas Agrach, Halichas Agrach, I'm sorry. Halichas Agrach is a sefer written about the customs of Reb Chaim. And here, it says that Reb Chaim felt that on Yom HaKvura, it's Osr Laniach Tefillin. He felt that it, the issue of putting on film the second day was a machlokas. If it's a, if it, you, you should or not, when it's Yom HaKvura, which is not Yom HaMisa. But he felt it's not a question whether you do the mitzvah or not. He felt it's a Suffolk Isur. If you don't put on film, it's because it's also to put on film. So he looked at it not as a Suffolk Mitzvah. If it would be a Suffolk Mitzvah, you might argue you should do the Mitzvah. Why not? 
He looked at it as a suffix Iser. Since it's a suffix Iser, it's also to put on film because you would say Sheva Atase Adif. This, of course, is quoted in the Sefer called Halichas Hagrach.